At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is a Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, the award-winning Greg Peterson experience. We have to throw that in there. And the reason why this show wound up winning an award is because of the great people behind the scenes that do an absolutely amazing job. Wyatt, all of you guys back there all over have thrown their Nick, Brad, you guys are absolutely amazing. So big shout-out to you guys. And we've got three great hours that are going to be coming up tonight as we're going to be talking a little bit of college basketball. We've got... 91 games on the slate for Saturday. So we're going to be talking a lot of college basketball. We're going to be talking a lot of college football. In the final hour, we're going to be just taking a look through all these conference championship games that are going to be coming up here in the first segment as well. We're going to be recapping what we wound up seeing from Friday with regards to the conference championship games as well. We've got some very interesting NBA results to be able to dive into as well. None more interesting than... When we wound up seeing on Thursday when the Thunder wound up losing by north of 70 points against the Memphis Grizzlies. Fortunately, we were able to avoid that sort of a bludgeoning tonight, but certainly have a little bit of everything that's going on with regards to all forms of sports and the NBA's right now in a lockout, which that doesn't make me too happy, but I'm sure that they'll get things sorted out. Question is when, but I mean, let's take a look at what we wound up seeing from the title games that wound up going down tonight as you wind up seeing the bigger of the two wind up being just a complete another blowout. The Conference USA one, which I'm going to be getting to in a few minutes, that was actually a really good game. Needless to say, no shortage of points in that one. And, well, it really didn't matter your number when it came to the Pac-12 title game because whether you were laying two and a half, three, if you were laying three and a half, this goes on and on. You wind up getting there with regards to Utah. 38 to 10, the final. And, man... Rough year for the Pac-12. They are not going to be getting a team into the college football playoff. I can say that very securely, but I think that when it comes to Utah, for one, they're most likely going to be in a New Year's Six Bowl game as a result of this win. They rank 17th coming in. Now they wind up being able to win the Pac-12, so that is good for them. And it's a Utah team that, if I'm a power conference team right now, I don't want to be seeing them because they are playing some very good football now. The one thing with Utah is that they did wind up having a pair of interceptions in this game, but Oregon could do absolutely nothing. They did a little bit of a better job on the ground than they did the first time these two teams wound up playing at. Might be a case in which this was just a bad matchup in general for Oregon because you take a look at Oregon and both of these games, they just <clears throat> they just wound up having absolutely nothing because the first time around it was 38 to 7. This time around it was 38 to 10. So I mean it was pretty much 
the same result both times, but when it comes to this Utah team, they do a very good job of being able to run the ground. I think that there's going to be a little bit of value when it comes to whatever bowl game they wind up being able to partake in. So I do think that this was a very good showing for them. And a big thing that you want to be taking a look at for Oregon as well when it comes to their upcoming bowl game is that I just wasn't necessarily bullish on them for the entirety of the season because I mean, you do have a dual threat quarterback that's able to really give teams a little bit of a wrinkle in Anthony Brown. He was able to do a solid job of not turning the ball over towards the beginning part of the season, but in the back half of the season, that wound up reversing itself a little bit. He wound up in this game throwing for a pair of interceptions of his own. And when it came to Oregon, just a big thing with them is that it felt like they didn't take care of business when they needed to take care of business. Those games against teams like Arizona, Washington, even to a little bit of a lesser extent towards the beginning of the year against Fresno State. They just weren't necessarily as sharp as you'd like them to be. I think that that's so big to take a look at, whether you're taking a look at college football, whether you're taking a look at college basketball, the NFL, this goes on and on. You're able to forgive one or two lackadaisical performances, but when it's happening time and time again, that is something to pick up on. And there is a little bit of difference between this and just being a team that has a little bit of a second-half team to use a college basketball reference, St. Bonaventure, for example, they're a team that they seemingly come out in every single game, and they look terrible in the first half. And then in the second half, they look like one of the top teams in all of college basketball. You have those as well. But that's not necessarily the case with the Ducks as well. So that's something that I thought was interesting. And then you wound up having one of the highest totals on the board for the entirety of the weekend, the Western Carolina versus UTSA game. It didn't matter your number on this one either because it wound up going way over and UTSA able to win this game by a touchdown by a count of 49 to 41. And fun little note here, 577 yards from Bailey Zeppi. That is the most yards in a conference championship game that we have ever seen. So that was absolutely superb. But take a look at this UTSA bunch. How about 36 carries for 204 yards and three touchdowns for Sincere McCormick? I sincerely think that he had himself a pretty good game in this one. When it comes to UT San Antonio, only one loss on their ledger. Obviously, a team that is not going to be going to any sort of a New Year's Six Bowl or anything like that. But certainly a bunch that has been able to really build themselves up. Because with UT San Antonio, this is a team that year in and year out, we were talking about them when it comes to the bottom 10 of college football. They would always be in like those polls in which it was like, oh, which is the worst team in college football. You'd see UTSA out there. And it's good to see them being able to rise up. And these stories, in my opinion, are just good for college football in general. And what else I think is very fascinating when it comes to just this game in general as well. And it's a trend that you wind up seeing just in sports in general. Don't necessarily be afraid to take overs in some of these games with a high total. We wound up having Pam Maldonado on the look at. We were talking about this game. We were talking about a few other games with high totals. And she pretty much echoed the same thing. She does a great job when it comes to being able to break down college football in general. And... I think that there's a lot of credence to that. You see it in pretty much all these sports. You see it in the NFL. Whenever you wind up seeing a total that winds up being like north of 57, more often than not, you wind up seeing the overhitting in that. When it comes to college basketball, you look at some of these ridiculously low totals, these sub-125 totals, and the under has been cashing like wildfire there as well. There's a reason why the number is as low slash as high as what it is. I think that that's something that is very important to recognize. And oftentimes... Books are going to be a little bit more tepid, I would say, to maybe make a line as high slash as low as what it should be because there's a lot of people that they do have that mindset that's like, oh, this number is so high that there's no way that you can wind up having that much scoring or, oh, this number is so low. There's no way that these teams are going to be scoring like only seven points or something like that. And lo and behold, it winds up happening. So it's a big thing that you need to do it's just taking a look at the numbers and not necessarily thinking that something is bound to happen just because oh it's too high slash too low you've got to be taking a look at the matchup and the matchup itself and if you took a look at this matchup between UTSA and Western Kentucky two very high powered offenses first time these two teams wound up playing total wound up going well over as well so it was something that was very in line with what we were seeing all year long so it was for one a very good game and two just an example of this as well. We're also going to be talking just throughout the show about what we've been seeing with regards to the college basketball board for Friday, what we wound up seeing there and turning it forward. And also wanted to highlight a little bit on the NBA here as well because we wound up seeing some very interesting results when it came to the NBA. And 
I just am not one that is necessarily bullish on the Lakers, to say the least. Now, obviously, when you've got LeBron James out due to COVID-19 protocol, that makes things all the worse for the Lakers, but they wind up losing in L.A. to the Clippers by kind of 119 to 115, and I think it's very fair to say that the Lakers were overrated coming into the season. Now, we always see LeBron James-led teams, and they wind up, and I air quotes here, flipping the switch and things like this. Well, you do want to be having LeBron out there a little bit more. He was able to return in this game after he wound up being out due to COVID-19 protocols, 23 points, 11 boards, 6 assists. But as we know, he has been missing time due to injuries. I mean, the list of things that has been going on with LeBron James goes on and on, and he can't do it all by himself. You need a little bit of help. I do like the fact that the Lakers wound up giving Malik Monk a couple more minutes in this game. It was very befuddling to me that at the beginning of the year, he was averaging like six points. He was getting like fewer than 20 minutes per game. This game, he comes up in off the bench, 29 points, goes eight of 15 from the floor. And I think that that's important because let's call it what it is. The Lakers are full of a bunch of senior citizens. These guys are not going to be able to make it 82 games. And you've got a guy in Malik Monk that was relatively solid when he was with the Hornets. I'm not going to go out here and say that he's like some sort of an all-star. He's going to be some sort of a savior here for the LA Lakers, but guy's relatively solid and he is... He was at the beginning of the year sitting on the bench. Meanwhile, these guys that we're going to call what it is were not so effective. We're seeing more minutes, and I'm not necessarily sure why. Now, I do think that they want to be probably giving Austin Reeves a few minutes as well at the beginning of the year. This guy was absolutely amazing. Now, Summer League is Summer League, but he was able to come through there as well, and I do think that he wound up dealing with a little bit of an injury as well, which is partially why he's been limited with regards to his minutes recently, but certainly a guy that you want to be looking to moving forward for the Lakers because this is an old, old roster. And then you take a look at the Clippers as well in the battle for L.A., and I think that we've got to be talking a little bit more about Reggie Jackson. When it comes to the Clippers, with having Paul George or with having Kawhi Leonard out for pretty much the entirety of the year, Paul George needs someone to be able to help him out. And right now, Reggie Jackson is the only guy that's able to do so. They wound up acquiring Eric Bledsoe. Being someone from the state of Wisconsin, I wish you good luck with that one because he hasn't necessarily been able to lift teams to the promised land. We will put it to you that way. But when it comes to Reggie Jackson, a guy that's able to be a good floor spacer, a guy that's able to give you a couple threes, a guy that does a good job of being able to dish out the ball, I think that he's going to be an important piece moving forward. And when it comes to Western Conference in general, we're going to be talking about this a little bit more towards the second hour, but just thoroughly impressed by what we've seen out of both the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, it was the Warriors getting the best of it, the Suns in a little bit of a bad spot because not only do you have a revenge spot when it comes to the Golden State Warriors, not only are you dealing with Devin Booker being out due to injury, but you wind up having that all pretty much manifest itself and you end up having the Suns on pretty much short rest as well. So this was a perfect doomsday spot for them. But when it comes to Western Conference, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see what we wind up getting as well because I haven't even mentioned the fact that you've still got the Utah Jazz who wound up being able to host the, the Boston Celtics tonight. They wound up getting a 137 to 131. It looks like Mike Connolly is going to be a big difference maker for them. For the Denver Nuggets, they've been dealing with some injuries. What happens when you wind up having all those guys come back as well? So there's a lot to talk about with regards to the NBA. Really, there's just a lot of things going on in general. But what we're going to be talking about next, some college basketball. You wind up seeing the soon-to-be number one team in all of college basketball take the floor on Friday. And I'll give my thoughts on that next right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Vouchers. It is a fresh way to be able to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no more batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available at 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes with two strengths so that way you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, Available in 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over now to zen.com slash find to be able to find the store nearest you. That is zyn.com slash find. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience, it is myself, Greg Peterson, taking you up until 1 a.m. Pacific, 4 a.m. Eastern. We're going to be hitting on a wide variety of things these next few hours, but Got to take a look back at everything that we wound up seeing in college basketball on Friday as the future number one team in college basketball because, well, let's put, let's call it what it is. Purdue is going to be finding themselves number one in the polls the next few days because they were able to get the win. They were tested against Iowa. 77-70 was the final in this one. You wound up seeing a massive line move in this game because Keegan Murray, who was really one of the top scorers in all of college basketball, a guy that... Is putting up double-double right now for Iowa. Over 24 points, over 10 rebounds, a couple assists, a couple blocks. You need him to sell hot dogs at the hot dogs. And Guy's been able to do that as well. He was out for this Iowa versus Purdue game. And yet, Iowa was able to hang in there. They were actually down by 15 points by, I would say, about eight or so minutes left. But they were able to do a good job being able to claw their way back. They just weren't able to cut into the deficit enough to be able to really make that last charge, they wound up having to foul at the end of the game. And then when you wind up getting late game fouling, well, things turn into a calamity from there. But for Iowa, you got to give them a lot of credit. They wind up hanging in this game, despite the fact that you did wind up having just a whole lot of things in general wind up going down. Chris Murray, not to be confused with Keegan Murray, he winds up coming in and he was able to do a very solid job for this team. I was looking at Kay Murray on my screen and I was thinking, Oh boy, did they wind up actually playing him? But nope, that that would be Chris Murray. They actually have two of them on their team. He wound up having 12 points, but Patrick McCaffrey as well was able to come through with 15 points. And they did all this with Jordan Bohannon, who has been seemingly in college for about 57 years, giving the team only four points as well. So you got to give a little bit of the tip of that to Iowa. And everyone always assumes that Iowa means that you're playing absolutely no defense whatsoever. Iowa's defense is actually not terrible. They're actually incredibly efficient on offense. The thing is, when you wind up having so many of these fast teams, Alabama, Exhibit A for this, and Gonzaga's Exhibit B, when you just wind up having so many possessions in a game, you're bound to give up quite a few points. So you want to be always taking a look at efficiency numbers rather than the amount of points that a team is giving up per game. Always take a look at the amount of points that a team is giving up on a per-possession basis because I think that that's a little bit more telling of them, and it's a big reason why this Iowa offense is just so, so awesome. And same goes for Purdue as well because when it comes to Purdue, it's a team in which they're never going to get out there and they're never going to be a team that just absolutely guns it or anything like that. With Purdue, they rank number one in the country with regards to points scored on a per-possession basis, and it's really not even close. You take a look at it coming into tonight, it was pretty much 1.29 points on a per-possession basis. Next closest, 
Iowa, 1.28. Nobody else in the country, 1.205 or more. So that tells you just how good these offenses have been this year. And both of these defenses were actually able to hold up at the point of attack in this one. So I really give a lot of credit there. And I do think that Purdue at this point has cemented themselves as for now. Well, I say for now, the number one team in all of college basketball, Gonzaga, going to be looking to make their statement against Alabama. Ironically enough, I wanted to bring that up on Saturday, so that should be a fun one. But when it comes to Purdue as well, you did see them get a little bit more neutralized in this game than they have been all season long. The 17 turnovers does cause for a little bit of question mark, but when you're able to bring in pretty much 10 different guys like Purdue is able to do, and they're all able to give you buckets. That is going to be very big moving forward. And who knows, if Keegan Murray winds up playing in this game for Iowa, it probably becomes a sweat. I don't know if they would necessarily be able to win the game outright, but it certainly would be fascinating. We have to give a little bit of kudos to the biggest blowout of the night. Houston winds up not just taking down Bryant. They wind up destroying Bryant. 111 to 44. A 67-point win, and I know it doesn't sound like much, but Bryant was pretty much the number one team in the NEC coming into the season. They're a team that I actually expect to be able to make the NCAA tournament if Wagner doesn't wind up getting in their way. They've been dealing with some COVID-19 concerns, but I mean, when you take a look at this Houston team, we always think about off, we always think about defense when it comes to this team. We always think about great rebounding, and that certainly was the case in this one. Houston winds up winning the rebound battle by kind of 47 to 28, but what was more impressive from this Houston team is the fact that they're shooting for the year darn near 40% from three-point range. They went 10 of 23 in this game. You wind up having five different players give you at least 12 points, including two guys coming off the back, coming off the bench. Traymond Mark was able to chip in there 22 points. You wind up also having someone give you 12 rebounds off the bench as well. So that's just absolutely terrific as Juwan Roberts was a man that was able to do that. But when it comes to this Houston team, they certainly are looking all sorts of nasty on defense as Bryant, a team that is looking to play a little bit faster. They're looking to shoot it from three. Six of 33 from three-point range and 16 uh, or 17 of 62 overall from the floor with 19 turnovers. So that tells you just where Houston is at right now. I think that they're really being able to build themselves up as one of the better teams in all of college basketball when you take a look at that loss that they wound up taking out here in Las Vegas and Wisconsin. I think you can contribute that to just a very, very cold shooting start for them and a very hot one to Wisconsin because if you take a look after that first half, they outscored Wisconsin by 18 points in the second half. So I think that if they wind up playing again, you're going to see a little bit of something different. I think you might be able to get a similar result with this one as well. As you guys know, I wind up giving out a pick every single day for the New York Post with regards to college basketball. Today, it was Kansas laying the points against St. John's. It was between 6.5 and 7 at the time of writing. I think that this wound up getting up to a 7.5 at a few spots, but you mostly wound up seeing 7. And Kansas, they made a statement against St. John's. They go to New York. They don't just get a win by double digits. They get a win by 20, by kind of 95 to 75. And they really did play the way that St. John's would want them to. Very, very fast, very up-tempo. But, I mean, it was just Kansas being able to win in every facet of basketball in this one for Kansas. They win the rebound battle by a count of 47 to 29. They win the turnover battle as St. John's commits 17 of them to 13 of Kansas. St. John's is a team that very much is very reliant on being able to dish out assists, and they weren't able to do so on a lot of their made buckets as well. And then when you take a look at Kansas, they've got, in my opinion, All-American Anoshe Ogbaji. He wound up going 5-9 from three-point range, 23 points and 7 rebounds. But the guy that really goes unheralded, that'd be Christian Braun. Christian Braun is six foot six. He doesn't necessarily do one thing great, but he does a lot of things solid. And he had 31 points, eight rebounds, four assists, three steals, and a block in this game. So that just tells you right there what this team is made of. And David McCormick, who I would say was a little bit of a disappointment coming into the year, he didn't disappoint in this game. He and Jalen Wilson, a combined 22 rebounds. So St. John's, they wound up having themselves a little bit of a long night as well. And we always love to be able to talk about the Power Conference teams. You love to be able to talk about Texas being able to cover a 26 to 27 point spread against UT Rio Grande Valley. I mean, those are always a whole bunch of fun and rightfully so. But when it comes to college basketball, the beauty of it is the fact that you've got 358 D1 teams and you're able to make money wherever you wind up going. Like South Florida, 
prior to tonight, I don't think that they allowed a single opponent to be able to reach 65. And you do wind up seeing someone get to 65 at South Carolina State. Total was set at 129.5. It barely scrapes under the total. So South Florida, in every one of their games so far this year, they have all hit to the under. I mean, they are just a perfect storm when it comes to the under. They don't shoot threes well. They play incredibly slow, and they play great defense. So, I mean, it is an unders-betters dream if you're taking South Florida unders. If you're looking for great basketball to watch in general, if you're looking to get little Susie who's like 12 years old, more involved in the sport, you probably don't want to be showing too many South Florida teams. But, I mean, it's a case in which if you want to take this game, because I want to take the points personally with South Carolina State, I did not wind up having the stones to be able to take them on the money line. You want up getting there. South Carolina State, a team that... They're not just a MEAC team. They're a bad MEAC team. They won this game outright by kind of 65 to 64. You always get these anomalies. So if you want to take this on the money line, you were able to get darn near 7-1. So that was a big-time casher if you wound up having that. And a team that I'm also looking at that I think is going to be able to make the NCAA tournament. And a team that if they do wind up making the NCAA tournament, they could be that chic 13-14 seed that winds up being able to win a game. That'd be New Mexico State. They had already knocked off UTEP once this year. UTEP, you figured, was going to be just absolutely angry about that. They'd be out for revenge. New Mexico State said, you know what? We are having none of that. They wind up getting another win over UTEP by kind of 72 to 69. A New Mexico State team that on any given night, they might be able to go 10 deep. They seem to have done a good job of being able to lock in with regards to their rotation. But Teddy Allen was the top scorer from Nebraska. He's come in. He's done a great job with New Mexico State. A team that you want to be wanting to watch for and you want to be wanting to watch out for. Everything that we're going to be seeing on this college basketball Saturday. We've got a bunch of games. We're going to be previewing some of those next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN holiday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our sports betting ex experts' analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to be able to buy VSIN sports betting hats shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up, this is a limited time offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift right here at vcin.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. It is myself, Greg Peterson, and we got to take a look at some college basketball for this Saturday. We've got 91 games on the board, so we're going to try to hit on as many of these as possible here on the show. We're going to be hitting some college football along the way. That's more going to be in the midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern hour. Have no fear there. Going to talk a little NBA, some NFL props in the second hour. So we've got you guys covered on a little bit of everything. And we wind up getting a new follower at Chubby5316. You get a little bit of a shout out here because you're just asking, are you going to hit on the Wisconsin versus Marquette game? Being a native of the state of Wisconsin, that is game number one, my friend. Wisconsin versus Marquette. We've got a line of anywhere between five and a half and six. This is one that wound up opening up Wisconsin laying seven. We have seen a little bit of money come in on Marquette. Your total on this game is holding steady at 137 and a half. Seeing a couple 137s out there as well, but I mean, for one, it's a Wisconsin game and they're listing a line of 137 with regards to the total. Marquette is playing a little bit more up-tempo this year, but this is way too high of a total in my opinion because Marquette, they're playing a little bit faster, but at the same time, they're not necessarily efficient on offense. I feel like we've all become a little bit enamored because Marquette has been able to win some of these games against marquee teams like Ole Miss and Illinois, but take a look at how they wound up winning that game against Illinois. They wound up winning that game against Illinois because Andre Corbello wound up playing one of the worst Halves of basketball I've seen from a guard in a very long time. They wind up winning that game against Ole Miss because Ole Miss couldn't hit a free throw to save their lives as well. Now, I do like what Shaka Smart is doing out there with Marquette. I think that this is going to be an NCAA tournament team. I feel like they're getting a little bit overvalued here. I thought that the line of seven that wound up being open was actually the proper one. Now that you're getting it at five here at Circa, other places right around a five and a half, you're getting good value, in my opinion, on a Wisconsin team that their only loss wound up coming with Johnny Davis not in the fold. That was that game against Providence. 
he has been just a walking bucket for Wisconsin, shooting 40% from three-point range. He's able to give you 18 points per game, and you need it because this is a Wisconsin team that they're not necessarily great down low. Tyler Wall has been able to give you a couple rebounds. You've been able to have Brad Davison, obviously, in his 57th year of college eligibility, be able to chip in there. Some good production as well. Marquette is a team that they've got. Kirk Keith, who's able to give you a couple of rebounds, but neither of these teams are necessarily going to be able to do a great job on the glass. What I do think is going to keep Marquette in this game is Gerald Marcel. Gerald Marcel is not only being able to give the team right around 15 points per game right now, but he is also one of the best on-ball defenders in all of college basketball. I thought that this would hamper Maryland a little bit, and as a matter of fact, they wound up Parting ways with their head coach on Friday. I need to see a little bit more as to what wound up happening with that because that was very curious. But that's something for a little bit later. But I take a look at this Wisconsin team. What I think is going to be so important is being able to just win the battle on the glass. Someone like a Curtis Vogt, who's only been able to give the team 10 minutes per game. In those 10 minutes per game, he's grabbing four rebounds per game. So he's able to do a nice job there with Wall. He has given the team a block and a half per game. And they've been bringing on Chucky Upper very slowly, which is important because what Wisconsin basketball is, is play controlled, don't turn the ball over. Wisconsin, right around 8.9 turnovers per game. That is in the top 10 in all of college basketball. They have done their part. Marquette, their team, that they get a little bit sloppy with the ball. They shoot right around 32% from three-point range. I think that Marquette has some value moving forward. I really don't see it in this game. I wound up saying Wisconsin has a seven-point favorite, so I do think that the Badgers should be able to win this game. I think that they should be able to cover. I just still have no idea where they're getting this 137 number from with regards to the total. I recognize that it is a Marquette team that is looking to play a little bit faster, but it's not like Marquette is going to be playing at the tempo that is going to be having them have just so many overs because they're not necessarily a good enough shooting team to be able to warrant that as well. So it's certainly a spot in which I'm going to be taking a look at the under. And now that we've seen the nice line move that we have, I'm going to be all aboard Wisconsin in the spot. So I think that you've got some relatively solid value there. When it comes to Big Ten as well, it's actually going to be starting a little bit earlier as well. As you've got a very interesting Nebraska versus Indiana game. This one is going to be bright and early, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And you've right now got Indiana who's laying anywhere between 11 and 12 points. We are seeing a 12 out here at Circle, which adds some good value right there if you like yourself the Cornhuskers and your total on this game. They were between 142.5 and 143. And when it comes to Nebraska, the good news for them is that they didn't have to play a game the day after their quadruple overtime loss against NC State because that would have just been tragic. But I take a look at Nebraska, and a lot of people like to poo-poo Alonzo Verge, and Alonzo Verge has been good for Nebraska. He's jumping in their double figures. He does turn the ball over right around two and a half times per game, but he gives out over five assists per game. Three-point shooting is not necessarily his forte, but he's done a good job of really helping this be Bryce McGowan's team. Bryce McGowan's the top freshman to really ever come into Nebraska. He's been able to give the team 18 points. He's shipping in their seven rebounds. Now, that's part of it as well. McGowan's is right now leading the team in rebounds, and you've got that guy by the name of Trace Jackson Davis who's right now playing like an All-American for Indiana. He's been able to pump in there right around 18 points, nine rebounds. Trace Jackson Davis has been incredible, and we saw with Indiana as well. They wanted to play a triple overtime game a few days ago, so I mean, you've got a pair of teams that their numbers are just all sorts of jacked up if you're looking at the full game rather than on a per-possession basis because one team wanted to play a three-overtime game, one team wanted to play a four-overtime game, so they look like they're playing absolutely no defense whatsoever just with regards to raw numbers, but when it comes to Indiana as well, you do like to see that the depth of this team has really been able to take over. Even someone like a Rob Fennessy has been able to give you a few points whenever he's been out there. He wound up missing a couple games earlier this year. Christian Lander wound up having moments in that Syracuse game as well. Parker Stewart has been able to shoot from three-point range right in the neighborhood of about 47-ish percent. So that has been solid. And what I think is going to be very big for Indiana as well. The turnover issues have been there for this team. This is a team that they're turning the ball over darn near 17 times per game. That is a little bit of an issue for them. I think that that's going to keep Nebraska alive because when it comes to Nebraska, one of the things that they've been able to do this college basketball season, they've been one of the best teams at not being able to turn the ball over. Now, you can say what you will about this Nebraska team being a little bit less than efficient when it comes to three-point shooting. Kobe Webster has never really been the guy I was hoping he would be when he wanted transferring from Western Illinois, but this is a Nebraska team that they are going to be able to keep themselves in the game because they don't beat themselves. Now, free-throw shooting can be a little bit of an issue, but you take a look at Indiana as well. Jordan 50 
225th in college basketball and free throw shooting. They shoot 68.4% at the free throw line. I like the value that you're getting with Nebraska. And I always get this question as well. When it comes to these games that are very early, the one that I'm talking about right now, Nebraska versus Indiana, it's a 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern tip. Do I wind up factoring in the fact that it is a little bit of an earlier game with regards to the totals? Because sometimes you wind up seeing sleepy players. I remember being in college. I hated to wake up before noon. I still hate to wake up before noon. That's why I just don't sleep in general. And the answer is absolutely. I do wind up shading my totals down a little bit when it comes to these early tip times. And especially when you wind up getting some of the very glorious ones. But you wind up just getting some of these tournaments, which a lot of them are now done, where you wind up getting like some harebrained 6.30 a.m. Pacific, 9.30 a.m. tip. I mean, that's just one in which it's an under. It's just a case in which you just see these guys. They just look miserable being out there. They had to wake up at 4 a.m. for shoot around and everything. And it's just hilarious to watch. So I, I do wind up shaking down my totals because I mean, we're dealing with, because of the COVID year, 18 to 24 year olds that are, let's call it what it is, not necessarily wanting to wake up. I mean, I'm someone I don't want to wake up whenever I wind up sleeping too. So I get where they're coming from. So that is certainly something that winds up coming into my handicap. We're going to be hitting on Gonzaga and Alabama a little bit later in the show, but we've got another early-ish one that is going to be happening out there with regards to a Big Ten team, and that would be Michigan versus San Diego State. Michigan opens up a 7.5-point favor, which I thought was a relatively solid line. You're now finding them anywhere between an 8.5, and I'm seeing at circa 9 with your total of 126.5. I do think that this is a total for one that is a little bit too low because something else I wind up factoring into my handicap is late game falling. When you wind up getting a 6-8 point game with a minute left to go, we all know what happens. The team that is down by 6-8 points, they are hacking away like a whole bunch of lumberjacks just praying that they're going to be able to get back into the game because I mean, we've really seen it this year, the free throw shooting. It has taken a big giant dip with fans back in the sands. These guys have forgotten how to shoot free throws, and it is glorious if you have the team that is trailing and they're looking to claw their way back into the game because it feels like nobody can hit their free throws this year, which I find to be relatively entertaining myself. But when it comes to this spot, I did wind up sending San Diego State as a 7.5-point underdog. Here at right around 8.5 to 9, I do think that there is some value. Now, you do wind up factoring in the fact that You've got a San Diego State team that it's going to be a little bit of a body clock game for them. They are having to travel from west to the Midwest. But when it comes to Michigan, I've soured on them a little bit. The backcourt, you can tell that it's just not the same without Franz Wagner out there. Now, Eli Brooks is solid. He's able to shoot 40% per three. He's able to give you 15 points per game. But when it comes to San Diego State as well, Matt Bradley is not going to continue to shoot 19% from three-point range. You always have to be taking into account outliers, guys that are very cold to start out the year. When it comes to your handicap, that is something that I am doing as well, which is why I do take a look at this total. I think you wind up getting late game falling, so I'm taking the over. And here at 8.5 to 9, going to be taking a look at the points with San Diego State. And we've got a whole lot to talk about. We've got a whole bunch of college basketball, NBA games. So we're going to be just taking a look at a little bit more of the hardwood and what we're going to be seeing on Saturday next, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker available at vcin.com for you to be able to keep up with all the key NFL props. Head over to vcin.com to get current odds as well as the movement for each week to follow the trends and find the best value. You're able to find odds to be able to win MVP, head coach of the year, rookie of the year. You cannot find odds for me to be able to week during this read, though. Check out prop tracker, betting splits, keep trends, matchup data for every single game. Now that is at vcin.com slash NFL as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson, and we've got a great day of college basketball that's going to be coming up on this Saturday. So how about if we dive into the big one? We've looked at some good appetizers already, games like Wisconsin versus Marquette, but this is one that a lot of people are going to be glued to their TVs for, and it's one that I want to mention right now because we have seen quite a bit of steam coming on this one, and shock, shock, surprise, surprise, it's not to Alabama. As you've got Alabama versus Gonzaga, this actually wound up reaching 10 in some spots I've seen. We have seen things normalize a little bit more in this Gonzaga versus Alabama game. You want to keep note, this is actually going to be a neutral court game, but it's in the state of Washington, so pretty much a pseudo home game for Gonzaga as it's at the new Climate Pledge Arena as you've got Gonzaga. Find themselves anywhere between a 9 and 9.5 and point favorite and your total, you're finding it in most places, a 160 and a half. We're seeing a little bit of line movement here as well. And I fully anticipate that we're going to be seeing some movement overnight with regards to this as well. Now, I personally wound up setting Gonzaga as a favorite in which I would be willing to take them on the opening line of more around an eight and a half. When it came to my personal handicap of this game, I made it nine and a half. Double digits is going to be a take for me on Alabama. Anything that is nine or lower, I'd be taking a look at Gonzaga. If this winds up shaking out in the AM at nine and a half, it's going to be one of these cases which I'll just wait on a little bit of a move because you know that there's going to be a lot of money piling in on both sides when it comes to this game. But when you take a look at Gonzaga, I think that they should be able to win the battle down low. One thing that I've got trepidation with when it comes to Alabama, free throw shooting. They're shooting 64% at the free throw line. It doomed them in that game against Iona. And when it comes to Gonzaga, you've got Chet Holmgren along Drew Timmy. These two guys are very special with regards to what they're able to do down low. Timmy, a little bit more of the designated rebounder for the team with right around seven and a half boards per game. Chad Holmgren, he just does it all. He's a guy that's seven feet tall. He's able to give you three and a half blocks per game. He's able to give you 13 and a half points. He is just absolutely magnificent. And when it comes to Andrew Nemar, the point guard of Gonzaga, he actually began his career out there in the SEC. I feel like this might be a little bit of something to prove sort of game with him as well. And when it comes to Gonzaga totals, you want to be noting that ever since the beginning of the 2019-20 season, they've actually been a top 20 team in all of college basketball to the over as well. This is a team that they wind up running it and gunning it, to say the least. And then you've got an Alabama bunch that I do think that Javon Quinterly and Jaden Shackelford are going to be the two keys to the game, but you've got Keon Ellis, who's actually the best three-point shooter for the team. He's shooting darn near 47% from three-point range. He's been able to do a nice job there. He's able to give you a couple steals. He's been able to do terrific work, and it's going to be up to Noah Gurley, the transfer from Furman, to be able to keep Alabama in this game. He's someone that is six foot eight. He's able to pop a couple threes. Hasn't necessarily had great production with Alabama thus far, but I think that he's going to be able to come in. He's going to be able to do a little bit of something. As it sits right now, right around the nine, it's a take for me on Gonzaga. If this winds up reaching double digits, though, then I think that you've got value on Alabama. It's sort of the way that I was taking a look at the Gonzaga versus Duke game as well, because when it came to that, I thought that there was opening line value on Gonzaga as they wound up opening up right around a 7 to a 7.5 point favorite. When that thing wound up reaching 8.5 to 9, that was just a no 
there was just no value for me on Gonzaga because I wound up setting that line at eight. Once you wind up getting north of that, it's just like, man, numbers pass you by. And wouldn't you know it, Gonzaga winds up losing the game outright. But I do think that it is so important in college basketball because with college basketball, you're not just betting teams, you're betting numbers. And I think that it's just always so important to keep in mind, all right, when it winds up getting here, it's just not a take anymore because I mean, the difference between laying, in this case, something like nine versus if it winds up getting up there, 10, 10 and a half, it could be the difference between a win and a loss with regards to your bets. So I do think that it is really important to sort of be like, okay, line has sort of caught me by. There are times in which if you're getting the worst of the line, you're so good because there are certain games in which you feel very confidently on. There are other games where it's like, hey, this is a little bit close to my line. I don't need to wind up just taking it for the sake of taking it. If I like the opener of, let's say, eight, it winds up going up to 10, for instance, that two-point differential could be exactly what winds up costing you a cover slash a non-cover, what have you. So I do think that that is very important to take note of. By the way, in the second hour, we're going to be going with a New York Post play of the day that is also going to be from the state of Washington as well. So you that is your tease right there. We're going to be hitting that in hour number two. But when it comes to the college basketball betting board that we've got for this Saturday, I do think another one that is going to be very interesting is a game that is going to be going on a little bit earlier in the day in Auburn versus Yale because Yale's a bunch that, well, let's call it what it is. They wound up playing no college basketball last season. They have come back and the results have been very mixed for them. You're finding them as between a 15 and a 15 and a half point underdog and you're finding a total of any warranty 148 and 150. Now, what I love about this game is for one, you got a mid-major getting a shot. You're going to have another one it later on in the day between Michigan State and Toledo. I love being able to see these games in which you've got a pesky mid-major and a team that is either a top 25 team, fringe top 25 team, what have you, that's playing a host of them. So I think that that is very good for the sport in general. And I want to make a Yale with 12 and a half point underdog. I do think that there's a little bit of value here with the Bulldogs. Now, it's been the best of times and it's been the worst of times for Yale. They want to take it down UMass, a UMass team that also played out some Rutgers that wanted beating them outright. They won that game by 20 points. They also got completely clobbered by Seton Hall by 36 points. What I think is going to be important for Yale, something that you don't wind up bringing up a lot when it comes to an Auburn game, they have to do a good job on the glass because Auburn has actually some very good size. Jabari Smith has been nothing short of incredible. Six foot ten freshman has been able to shoot right around 43% from three, give the team two blocks, seven rebounds, 16 points per game. This guy has been great. And then you throw in their Walker Kessler, the transfer from North Carolina has been able to give this team right around seven rebounds per game as well. But you take a look at Yale. They're a team that we're going to call what it is. They're outgunned down low. You've got Jalen Gibbadone, who's been able to give the team five and a half rebounds. And right now, he has been the top player with regards to rebounds. Ed Jarvis is able to give you a little bit of size along Jack Molly. But, man, you really aren't getting a lot down low. But what you do have for this team is one of the top scorers that wound up returning from the 2019-20 season prior to the COVID pause for Yale. That would be Azir Swain. 19 points, 4.5 boards, 2 assists per game. And you can tell that Auburn has had to play a little bit differently because they've been without Alan Flanagan, a guy that wound up averaging 14.5 points per game last season. So that has caused for a little bit of them having to tinker with some things. But I think that Matthew Cotton as well is going to need to step up for Yale. 12 points, 4 boards. And I do think that they're going to be able to do so. This is a Yale team that they do a nice job of not getting outside of themselves. They don't turn the ball over a lot. Auburn is a team that they do thrive on being able to pump up the tempo. They do thrive on being able to generate those turnovers. So I do think that that's going to be very important now when it comes to Yale. They're going to lose the rebound battle. No fans or buts about it, but I think that they're going to be able to hit enough outside shots that they're going to be able to hang in this game. So I do take a look at Auburn, and I think that they're going to be able to win this game, but I just don't think that they're going to be able to quite cover this number. And it's a spot in which we have actually seen a little bit of fluctuation with regards to the total as well. This wine winds up opening up at 148. We're now seeing it more around a 149, even a 149.5 in some spots, and I want to setting it at a 151.5. I think that this is a little bit too low for an Auburn team that they do seem to be finding their tempo. They seem to be playing a little bit faster. So it is a case in which I'm going to be taking a look at the over on that as well. And then when you take a look at the West Coast as well, this is going to be a very fascinating one because you've got a team that's going to be going from Utah to Missouri, BYU versus Missouri State, two very good teams that are outside of Power 5 conferences that are going to be doing battle. If you're looking at the rotation numbers on this, this is 655, 656. You've got Missouri State buying themselves as a two and a half to a three point underdog with your total air between 139 and a half and 140. 
I want up lining this as BYU being a three and a half point favorite because with BYU, you've got Alex Barcelo over the last three years. He's shooting 47% from three point range. He's given the team 18 and a half points per game. Now, you don't necessarily have one main rebounder when it comes to BYU and BYU. They're coming off that loss to Utah Valley. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, how do you wind up losing to Utah Valley? Oh, Utah Valley has someone that. Call- has someone by the name of Fadaz Amick, who is actually the top rebounder in all of college basketball last year. And he's averaging like 16 rebounds per game this year. It's absolutely ridiculous. You've got actually a very solid team out there in the whack with Utah Valley that I think that they're going to be very pesky for whoever winds up playing them. But when it comes to BYU, you've got Gideon George. The Juco transfer has been able to give this team seven rebounds per game. Caleb Blonner has a little bit of versatility. He's able to pop a couple threes. He's able to give you seven boards per game. Now, Isaiah Mosley and Gage Prim. This duo for Missouri State is one of the best ones that you've never heard of. It combined 38 points per game. When it comes to Mosley, he's someone that is able to shoot darn near 90% the free throw line and 40% from three with Prim. He's able to give you 10 rebounds per game. I mean, these guys are great. But what are you going to be able to get out of some of these other players? Samonte Sharp has been dealing with a little bit of an ailment. You've been able to have Jalen Minnett be able to shoot over 50% from three, but what comes up must come down with that as well. I take a look at BYU, made them a three and a half point favorite in this spot. So I do think that the Cougars are going to be able to do one of the toughest things in college basketball, go on the road and be able to get an outright win and have no fear. And our number two of the Greg Peterson experience, going to be talking some more hoops, both the pro form and the college form. That is right here on the Greg Peterson experience, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.